The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. I don't want to dance. I want to dance. Jazz hands. I yes. can't dance, and the world does not need to know that. I have seen you do a very high kick before. <laughs> Remember? In heels, yes. In heels. I believe there's footage of it. Kia ora, welcome along to The Real Pod. This is your reality TV recap and real life in New Zealand and. A little bit abroad podcast. Oh, a little bit abroad. We've got a little bit of international We're news. Going international today. My name is Jane Yee, and I'm joined by Alex Casey. No Hello. Duncan. No Duncan again. <laughs> Duncan did want to zoom in, but we just sort of ignored that. Ignored that. He's very busy working on a thing, and he was like, "I can zoom in," and we were like, "Okay." And then we just haven't bothered. Yeah, we should doing tear it. that. We should definitely tear that we should up. Tear that up. <laughs> um, we are going to get uh, Sam Brooks from the spinoff in to talk about pop stars a bit later mm-hmm. in, the, in the podcast because he's watched it, and we have just not. been flat out. <laughs> We've been <laughs> we, so busy. We've just been flat out, start to finish. We've been sourcing the news for you, mm. uh, amongst other things. So later on in the pod, we've got uh, it's Australia Week at the spinoff, and so we're going to be recapping maths. Yes, uh, Mass Australia, especially for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'd just like to say a very warm welcome, kia ora, to all our Australian listeners who are Australian cornies back on the pod now that they can listen to it now that the bubble's opened. Oh, welcome, (laughs) welcome. Take your test first, you know, all that, (laughs) all that. You know how we opened the pod last week and Duncan said whoop? Yeah. And I said hello fresh. Yeah. I have been getting sponsored whoop ads constantly. Yeah. Everywhere I go. Yeah. What's going on with that? Oh, the, your phone's listening to you. Jonathan, what do you think about phones listening to you? What I heard was they know when you're in the same room as someone who has, like, Googled a competing product or something like that, and so they're like a – that they know that you're together and then they connect you as an ad target. Hang on. So does that mean we can find out more about the people that we hang out with via what we get advertised rather than hearing – it's not like listening to us, but like it's if I suddenly, if I'm mates. sat here with you and suddenly a whole lot of sex toys pop up yeah. ads, then it's like I can only conclude that Alex Casey You've got is being <laughs> Googling <laughs> with the, the sex enemy. Toys. <laughs> time for the real news. Do we have any sex ass news? Nothing, actually. It's just been very slow on the sex ass front. Completely dried up, actually. <laughs> uh, I tell you what isn't dried up, and that's the dance floor. Remember when our pod was called the D floor for a the hot minute? The D floor. <laughs> was it the D hyphen floor? I don't know. what. I can't remember. This podcast has had way too many names. And that podcast, Jonathan, would go for sometimes two hours recapping Dancing with the Stars. Which was only an hour long on the television. <laughs> I think all traces of that have been wiped off the internet. That's a shame. Yeah, I think Tina was going through the process. Tina is in our podcast team here at the spinoff, and she was going through the process of uploading all our old podcasts, and I think she just got bored at some point and stopped. (laughs) I think the D-floor didn't make the cut. It's probably for the best. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? Dancing with the Stars is returning. coming back. Do we have enough stars for this? Well, let's look at who hasn't been on TV yet. The big one, obviously, is Max Key. The hugest one in the world. The biggest get that we've been pushing for for years. He did an extremely random Instagram stories update not so long ago. Mm. What Uh, was he doing? I can't remember. Someone posted it in the corner 
And I was like, he's back. And he he has not really posted since. Mm. I wonder if he, he posted it to the wrong account. Accidentally meant to do it to his private, but did it to his public. Wow. Who knows? Was he getting a spray tan or doing any I sort of literally ball remember change? Absolutely nothing. Mm. Yeah. Um, another notable uh, celebrity, big time celebrity, who hasn't yet had the call up for Dancing with the Stars. Jane EXC4 TV presenter. <laughs> or so she says, Cornies. Or so she says. I have this theory that you're doing a long game <laughs> and you're going to surprise us all and it's just going to be so exciting. It's going to be a bigger surprise in that time you're planning to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How disappointed are you going to be when that actually doesn't happen? <laughs> I, don't, I still think there's time. Oh. We know people. People are listening. But those people have been listening all this time. It will and be never, synergy. They've never asked me on and for good reason. <laughs> Nobody knows but who Jane, I am. They're desperate now. <laughs> That's true. There's no celebs left. Now's my time to shine. <laughs> I mean, hey, I was on TV. <laughs> you were. You were good, very too. Very briefly, very briefly. Well, maybe both of us. We could do a double act. Could do a double act. Um, anyway, Dan, Dancing, Dan with, Dancing with the Stars and Substars is coming back. It's not going to be on for a while yet. Um, Celebrity Treasure Island is a wee way off, so I'm picking they'll probably go head to head. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of reality TV doing there's the rounds. a lot. The Apprentice as well has got a date now that's coming May 10th. That's so soon. To TV One. And I think, did you know, uh, someone sent me a screenshot. So there was a big profile that was written about the spinoff in Duncan on Business Desk. Is that what, I don't oh, know. Cool. I'm very well read. And um, someone replied being like, I will read it once I get over that stunning picture of Duncan or someone. And it's one of The Apprentice, like, Mentors. Oh, Cassie Roma, I believe. She's is Duncan like a... secretly on The Apprentice? <gasps> is that why he's not here this week? Do you think Duncan would do it if he was asked? Yes. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Question everything. <laughs> the Apprentice. Um, Paddy Gower has a bung eye. Poor Paddy. Looks quite bad. How did what happen there? Well, he's he his um sounds real gruesome. His retina detached. That happened to my dad when he was taking a photo of the moon. Oh. It sounded awful. And you have to what? get... I Hang don't on. Know. He was taking a photo of the moon and it made his retina <laughs> fall off. <laughs> yeah. Was it the You act- know the moon is weird. Don't was look it at the, it. Was it the act of taking the photo of the moon that caused it I or it was, was it coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like the strain through the camera. Was he doing using like moon? a pinhole camera or something? Possibly. He's a photographer. He does lots of brownie box type <laughs> You know, we've all been there. <laughs> anyway, posting on social media, Gower said it had taken him 10 weeks to recover from the surgery. At one point, he thought he was going to lose his sight in the eye that was operated on. But he's stoked to say he can still see out of it. But it's been pretty brutal. Get better soon, Paddy. He looks bloody resplendent in a hospy gown, though, doesn't he? Resplendent. Wow. He can, no, I'm not, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you were going to say. Just imagine it. Just imagine it. <laughs> You've got some good stories, Alex. Yes, I haven't got anything open on my computer, but there's been just an absolutely fabulous story come out of Poland where um, some locals in some town, I forgot the name of, have been sighting like a very terrifying creature in a tree, worrying that it was like a new reptile or some sort of predator, and it was just a very large croissant. (laughs) I can see it. I thought it was two croissants, but now that you say it, it is I mean, it is a huge croissant. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Suck blur. Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> <A> grande. <laughs> um, it's it's just perched in a tree. They're much like if you remember from the podcast last week, we talked about the KDP, um, the Karori dog poo page on, of uh, course, on, on which Facebook. did get extensive coverage. Yes, it did. It ended up on the, stuff. It did. Yeah, and I think there's a I think there's a stuffy in the corner. <laughs> there's a stuffy in the corner. <laughs> um, but it it looks a lot like that poo that was perched in a tree. Actually, that we talked about last week, uh, except for it's a large croissant. I think it, if it was me, I would say it looks like a kinkajou. <laughs> Are you too. familiar with a kinkajou? I am now. It take, looks, it, take a look at The kinkajou, kinkajou looks a lot like a large croissant. Could be a croissant <laughs> in a tree from afar. <laughs> um, but the reason I think this is interesting, and I don't know if either of you have noticed this, you know when you're just walking around and there's just like a big baguette on the ground? No. Do you ever get that? Like a uh, dumpster diving gone wrong? Or? Yeah. I've just been plagued by baked things on the ground in the last, like, couple of weeks. Like, I was running to netball, and there was, like, three or four baguettes, like, flanking my run. Well, every, ever since they started delivering the baguettes by drone, it's just been a <laughs> chronic. <laughs> it's 
just crazy. Well, it'd be difficult on a drone, wouldn't it? Because you'd have to pick it up in exactly the right spot, otherwise it would get unbalanced. Which is why we're seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. Another theory, mm. and this is based on personal experience, uh, I used to go to the French, lovely French bakery down the road from my house when my child was a little wee thing in a pushchair, and he always wanted to hold the baguette. Children are extremely bad mules. Uh, they drop things. Tossing the baguette. Might have tossed the baguette. Or just like a, a hurried parent shoving it into the, into the carry basket of a pram, mm. uh, which are usually not very good at carrying baguettes. It's not really what they're designed for. They're designed for nappies and such. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. So it could just easily just, slip, just slither out. Could they have had four or five lined up, though, that could just be kind of I'm shooting very, out? Yeah, greedy family. I saw a lot. Anyway, if you've seen any baked goods <laughs> in public... Send your photos to um, podcast at thisvanoff.co.nz. Okay, so big news, real big news from this room, is there's going to be a very fancy little pop-up pod happening within the Real Pod feed in celebration of all things Drag Race because, of course, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under is coming. Huge news, May 1st, and we are going to be recapping it in this very podcast stream, not with us. Not with us. But with Chris Parker and Eli Matthewson of The Male Gaze. The podcast is going to be called... Drag Race Down Under the Covers. They're going to be recapping the show each week with a special guest, and we are so excited. So excited. You don't have to do anything except for subscribe to The Real Pod. That's Mm -hmm. all you have to do, and then it will just pop up, and you can just enjoy it at your leisure. There'll be a preview pod coming this Saturday? Yeah, it's Friday or Saturday, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just keep an eye out. And tell your mates, tell your mates. Tell your mates. It's going to be a big deal. I'm really keen on increasing listenership of this podcast, by the way. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. Really feel like the Cornies could do some street team work and just get the word out there. Share it with your mates. Make Tag your flatties. Tag your flatties. Tag all of your flatties and your mum. Um, calling all Shirley's. <laughs> that should be our podcast name. Calling all Shirley's. We have a podcast name that we've had for like a few years now. Let's just try and hold on to it. Okay, so there's a club. Did you know about this club? I've never heard of this club, and I'm so excited about this club. It's not new. The reason it's made the news is it's just celebrated its 21st birthday, and I can't believe that I've been alive the entire existence of this club and not known about it until this point. And what is this club, Jane? Well, it's the Shirley Club, and basically (laughs) it's made up of about 40 women, all called Shirley, uh, as you you might imagine from the name, and it was started by Shirley Smith and her sister-in-law, also called Shirley Smith, and the, those two Shirley's were inspired by the world's first Shirley Club. This is not the first, okay? The first Shirley Club uh, was created in Australia. There was an article in the Australian Women's Weekly years ago, and um, Shirley Smith said to Shirley Smith, great idea, let's do it. And now they're about 40 strong. They're like little mini Shirley pop-ups that happen around the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is incredible. I did not know there were so many Shirley's. I mean, I, I don't even think this is the sum total of all the Shirley's. Shirley, you can't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very good at talking and eating. And their motto is fun, food and friendship. And honestly, I feel like the real pod is basically a mini Shirley meetup every we week. So you have to be called Shirley. Do you have to be over a certain age? I don't think so, but I think... It seems to skew over <laughs> 16. I think if you are called Shirley, you are of a certain age, generally speaking. I want to get in there. Um, we haven't talked about the fact that I'm moving to Christchurch eh, on this podcast. Oh, my God. Real news. news. I'm joining the Shirleys. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know Shirley or you're a Shirley adjacent, I would love to infiltrate the Shirley Club in Christchurch. Um, also, I was just thinking, you know how radio stations – I'm actually reading JJ, JJ Feeney's – her biography at the moment. She, of course she sent it to me when she released it years ago. <laughs> Is it a, Life on the Edge? Yeah, with yeah. a lovely Akoya candle. Uh, oh. I burnt the candle but never read the book. And now I'm reading the book, mm-hmm. um, which I'm guessing you can probably pick up for a song at this point. But it's quite... It's an op shop classic. It's quite a fun read. Alongside the world according to Clarkson, <laughs> <laughs> you can find Life on the Edge. And um, the book that I wrote <laughs> about Jamie Curry. Yes. <laughs> 50 so cents. I haven't written one yet, but I will. Perhaps about the Shirley's. Yes. Jada's book goes behind the scenes on, like, radio stunts and so on. And I'm just thinking that infiltrating the Shirley's would be a good radio stunt. Like, you have to – the challenge is you, ha- you have to get your name legally changed. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. that's the thing that you do for a radio stunt. So would you do that for the real bot? Is there a limit on how often you can change your name? I think it costs money. Yeah. 
Let's say money's no object. <laughs> Money is no object. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but perhaps we could do some research and do a pro- like it's a sort of a pain to change your passport and everything like that. Do you have to do that? Could I just change it for a day? Oh, I think you'd need to keep it for a little longer than that. But then I want to keep the relationship with the yeah, Shirley's. Yeah, well, as soon as, as well. you're not a Shirley, you're out of the Shirley's. I assume you have to turn up with photo, uh, photo ID and also like a, a copy of your latest power bill or something, <laughs> <laughs> proof of address. <laughs> I could have Shirley's middle name. Yeah, you know, drop the first. I, I don't know if that counts. I don't know if that counts. But also, is this is this club a little bit uh, exclusionary for like the Janes and the Alexes and the Jonathans of this world? What do you think, Jonathan? Are you incensed by this Shirley Club? Do you want to get in there? No, I'm not incensed because I've just found out that there is no limit to how many times you can change your name in New Zealand. Wow, that's why we have you this in the is room. The news. That's There's crazy. There's a practical limit, which is how long it takes to change your name. You've got to do background checks and stuff like that. You can probably only get that done several times a year. <laughs> hey, several times a year. Oh, my God. How much is it? Did you find out how much it costs? Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a breaking story. It's a developing story. We'll come back with the uh, latest updates on changing your name. Uh, and in the meantime, let's get into the real review. This is great. Five out of five from me. It's the nicest thing that's ever happened. And that's the real review. Corny sourced again this week because hashtag lazy. Hashtag lazy. Um, actually, and, and one of them's not even like not even a real review. It's just Whitaker's posting a new product. <laughs> I love the evolution of the segment that I desperately want to try. If you're listening, big chocolate or medium chocolate, really, aren't they? They're not big chocolate. I think they're big. Cadbury's big they're chocolate. No, Whitaker's is number one. What? Maybe it's number one most trusted or something. Okay, big trusted chocolate. Yeah, trusty, trusty chalk. <laughs> I want the new chalky that you're raising money for charity for, which means you probably won't give it to me for free. But it's carrot cake, one flavour. I've had this idea. And strawberry and waffles, the other flavour. Oh. What? I don't know what you think about strawberry and waffles. I'm, you can have the carrot cake, I'll have the strawberry okay. and waffles. Can I see a visual of these? Um... Yeah, and they're cute little, little faces. On the on the packets, and they're the the small kind of fancy blocks that Whitakers do. You know, uh, like the artisanal yeah. ones. To plow through those in like two minutes. Absolutely, eh? those ones. thin as thin as a wafer thumb. Okay, this is an actual. Oh, and by the way, can't actually review it until we eat some. So if you want that good um, real pod review yeah. coverage, Whitakers, send some chalk our way. Catherine from the corner has treated herself to some lovely. Raspberry and jube squiggles. Ooh la la. <laughs> I would definitely like to try these also. Have we not covered these off already? What's, it, what's happening with biscuits at the moment? There's so much happening with biscuits. This is mad science. I actually think, did we talk about this when we were together at the weekend? Maybe. Uh, anyway, real review from Catherine. Love, love raspberry milk chocolate. And I'm a sucker for a jube, so this is right up my alley. So much so, I paid full dairy price. Wow. $4.90. Marks off for being excessively sweet and kind of tasting like a Shrewsbury. If you're a Squiggles candy fan, definitely give these a go, 7 out of 10. That's a great review. It's a great review. That's not a bad dairy price. It's actually a better review than we would do. It's, it's far I more succinct. This. A lot of information, Have relevant about information. about just not doing the podcast and getting just, the corners <laughs> to just do everything? We just read out their posts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what Wayne's World is. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Catherine. And Big Biscuit, please, Big Griffins, send us some squigs. We're listening. We're interested. We have ideas. Alex, I've I, got a lot of ideas. I need- Wheat bix and brown sugar, you know? who's Yum. Who's doing that? Someone's got to do it. That's, that's copyright. Porridge and brown sugar too. But what about the kiwi values, Jane? Well, have you not been reading Alice Neville's food thing where she Is exposed Wheat Bix Australian? And that's part of our Australian it's Week content. Australia Week coverage. I'm going to send you out the door to go and get Sam while we okay. play the reality check sting. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality check. Welcome to the studio, Sam Brooks. Hello. 
Kia ora, kia ora. Kia ora. Thank you for doing the work that we could not. <laughs> so essentially you're here not only because you're amazing, but also because Alex and I have been extremely busy sourcing news for the real news <laughs> in real time. And we haven't gotten around to watching pop stars. Well, I have. Yay! Um, I've watched it at my desk. So, mm-hmm. um, and I reviewed this last week, but in short, it's like, it's not pop stars. No. So it's not very good. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's the impro- general vibe. Is it improving though? I heard some chatter that it was getting a little better this week. Um, the, the fourth episode, which is the Wellington round of the first round of um, singers is like actually really lovely like it's even like that is just already such a step up from like the first week which like just felt like this like constant like here's a person, here's a person, here's a person here's a person and all the feedback was so technical that it was really hard to just emotionally like get into it Whereas in the fourth episode, they actually start like picking like a people who like will actually like be in it, and they like actually talk with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the problem with the first three is that none of the judges really like had any kind of like um, conversation or or like conflict. They were all just like, yes, maybe. And then I was like, cool, you think that. Like, there was no kind of tension. Mm. Yeah. And that's like, why, like, you, you, like, watch, like, those things. It's like seeing experts have, like, separate opinions. And then you, you can be like, no, she's wrong. And then, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I bet they got the hard word. I bet they got the hard word after the first lot of shooting. Like, Come on, we need to spice it up. But like the way Natalia Kills and Willie Moon got the hard word. Yeah, yeah. just go all in, guys. It'll be fine. Yeah. Not that far in. <laughs> Has Too Nathan far. King cried again? Yes. Terrific. He's also sent someone to the vocal coach who then came back and got three yeses. And I've, like, found that because, like, that's just some solidly, like, plotted thing. Like, act mm. one. She's almost there. Act two. Had some... V- Vocal training, Act Three. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like, and there hasn't been like enough of that yet. But mm. I feel like once they get into the like actual kind of like molding of them, they'll actually improve and it'll like pick up heaps. I think. Well, maybe not heaps. Yeah, but it'll be like a much more appealing, fun interesting show. I'm just thinking, like, is there a lot of, you see, like, talking about technical feedback and stuff? To me, the idea of pop stars is, like, plucking these people who really just have a big dream and maybe a nice voice rather yeah. than, like, looking for musicians. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the problem, I think, is that they want them, like, to be basically ready. Oh, God. And that's not the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find... Someone who has something, but, but not all the things, and you give them or help them on the way, and you mold them into yeah. Because like other like awesome th- th- thing about that first series was uh, you saw them change from like just normal people into full on pop stars yeah. with like costumes mm. and choreography and like a big single. And I just don't know if this. If a show that's, like, released this year will ever meet that again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, I feel like also so many of the contestants came fully formed. Mm. And and I'm not sure how willing a lot of them will be, like, to actually mould themselves into what the show needs from them or wants from them. And I think those are two different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything well. super significant that has happened this week in the show? Um, I really like this girl group uh, whose uh, name um, escapes me now, but um, they're from uh, Porirua. And I feel like from how they've structured the show, they will be in it for a long time. And they're just so full of, like, charm. that They all have these beautiful voices and they like actually are like the like right age where you can actually like be like you have it but you definitely need that extra step up Mm. from yeah like a show like this whereas I think heaps of the rest of them like just need yeah like a big label and that's not what this is about yeah it's not Mm. about yeah 
Do we know what's happened with all the maybes? Are they just in the big maybe <laughs> holding pen? They're in a vat. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the fourth episode, they, like, have all their head, head, head shots on a table, and they, like, a pick from those. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and they form, like, the top, I think it's the top 20 from those. And I'm just like, you should have just done more hell yeses or, or, or more hard no's. Yeah, because it's like, if, like, they say maybe, then why should I say yes? Mm, mm. <laughs> like, it's so silly. But, yeah, no. Um, I also just feel bad for, for like, other maybes who are into that kind of top top 20 plays because I don't feel like anyone will ever shift from a maybe into a hell yes. So I feel like they'll just always en- end up, like, you're good, but you're not pop stars mm-hmm. yeah. I mean it's just like just say no and just l- l- let them free yeah. and I can make their own music let them out of the civic elsewhere okay so you're going to keep watching yes yeah. let I us will. know if it gets good and I I'll, will. I'll dip in. Uh, my calendar's freeing up around about this time next week when maths is all mm. done with top 12 when they're all staying in a blooming mansion together. I love reality stars yes. in a house together I'm absolutely I'm back yes. so that'll be the time thank you so much Sam appreciate your time you're so welcome keep doing the, the good work that you do watching the bad telly. <laughs> Sam, As it's always. a hell yes from the real pod. A, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> do you like how I joked about that even though I haven't seen the show? Yeah, it's yeah, good. Thanks. Seamless. <laughs> okay, we're going to have a quick break and then when we come back we will be recapping maths for Australia Week on the spin-off. Hey there, it's local comedians Chris Parker and Eli Matthewson and we're hosting a new podcast called Drag Race Down Under the Covers. It's about cars. Just kidding, Just it's kidding. about drag queens and the new drag show hitting TVNZ on demand. We're going to be getting into all the gossip, recapping the episode and talking to local drag artists around New Zealand. So, so subscribe to The Real Pod if you haven't already and we'll be in there with a grin. Alex Casey, oh my god, Belinda and Patrick had sex. Oh my <laughs> god, they did the dirty. Think back to the foot clapping in the bath. Who would have ever thought that they'd get to the point where they have like, I don't know what colour, kinky, <laughs> or what, what flavour. Kind of like a raspberry juice. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. With a bit of squiggle on top. But it happened. And I loved when they delivered the news because it was at the boys' girls' night. She yeah. told the girls and the girls were like, oh, my God, babe. Kind of like did a toast. When Patrick told the boys, they, they all they piled on him. onto him and they were all just sort of humping. Oh, yeah. It was a <laughs> it was, celebration. It was, it was charged. I think that Alessandra would have been very happy with the response and the encouragement from everyone. Yes. It was a re- it was literally a celebration of sex <laughs> <laughs> in two different locations. It's true. At the same time. And um, good on them. That's, good on them. That's kind of all there was to report uh, from those guys, right? I think so. I mean, we're going to talk about the dinner party separately because the sex-empowered Belinda to wear that crazy pink velour jumpsuit that she's been eyeing up since she was 13, which is really weird. Actually, we have have a few things to cover off before we get into even the girls and boys night. Okay, okay. But we start with Belinda and Patrick having sex. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) You remember from last week that Beck went away to um, sort out Oscar? Yes, uh, who, medical doctor. Who, by the way, has valve disease and heart disease. I thought, oh, they sound like the same thing. Uh, they're two different things. So her story checks out so far. Okay. 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 I, I, I'm still suspicious. Well, you think Oscar not real? I think Oscar not sick. Because <laughs> she came back with a new hairdo. I think she went home to see an appointment that she had to get. Uh, show us your valves, Oscar. <laughs> uh, she says she missed Jake and they have their last date on a boat. That's right, kind of sushi champagne. She said, so I I might be paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of like, you don't really have any banter, but I respect the way you were around Oscar. (laughs) Okay. My take on it was, also paraphrasing, your banter sucks, but you're very supportive. (laughs) So somewhere in there is an accurate quote. (laughs) She does not like him. No. But she really wants to stay on the telly. She really doesn't want to tell him that she doesn't like him and constantly avoids the question um, when he said, you know, do you see us, um, do you see yourself being a mum by 30? Do you see us together in a few months? She always, she says, I don't really look at time the way that you do. (laughs) 
Which I'm, is just like amazing swerve. She's like, I'm taking it day by day. Bearing in mind, this is a show that she would have had to apply for about six months out from filming starting. Mm. So she definitely knows like a vague concept of time. But she doesn't know who Princess Diana is. So <laughs> who knows how her brain works? <laughs> yeah, but Jake, I don't know. Why is Jake still here? That's the story, right? Why is Jake sticking around for this? I feel like that I know that there's going to be a lot of Jake information coming out post the airing of the show in New Zealand. We need the Jake information. Vis-a-vis, a.k.a. it's already all over the internet. Oh, no, not the internet. Yeah, just don't don't go on it. Uh, Bryce and Melissa, the only thing I really have to report from them is that, uh, well, I mean, plenty later on, but for this part of the show, that he has the most insane homemade-looking headboard, that (laughs) crappy pallet wood fence situation. Oh, I didn't notice this. Did you not? It was a monstrosity. Classic Bryce. Yeah. Homemade, regional, regional radio. Pinterest gone rogue, you know. (laughs) Alana and Jason, they started out not in great terms. They were still in separate apartments. Uh, but then he turns up with a lovely gift of some perfume. Mm-hmm. And they White go f- pants, kind of a suit, suit, suit yeah, jacket. looking nice. They go for a drink and sort their shit out, and then he moves back in. And I just uh, just want to comment on Alana doing her ITMs, her in-the-moment interviews with a little cat ears headband on. Was she doing that? She has a lot. I noticed every morning when they had the little wakey-wakey shot, mm. she's wearing a different sleep mask. Yeah. Is it what's got, that must be a sponsorship thing, right? No one needs that many sleep masks. Well, I'm just wondering if maybe she's a clean freak and she likes to wash them every every use. Wash an eye mask? I don't know. Never I've never used an eye mask. Dying, haven't you? No. I love an eye mask. I feel like I wouldn't sleep well with an eye mask on. I've got these little things called eyelids that I use. Not for me. <laughs> I don't like my eyes. I sleep with my eyes wide open with an eye mask on. <laughs> uh, she had, um, this week she had a, a hungover AF, like a bright pink fluffy eye mask with hungover AF written on it. Yeah. Cute. It's um, characterisation, uh, you know. She's thinking about she it. She's, she's basically it. a look sharp store on feet. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into the, the girls' night and the boys' night. As you said, big celebrations about the sex. Ilana, very proud of Belinda and Patrick. Um, in fact, she said, I feel proud like a parent, a weird sex parent. So that's, <laughs> that's a thought. Uh, Coco is make, makes a return during the... It's ladies' night and, and the, the feeling is right. So um, good to see her again. I was really excited to have all the other girls return, but they didn't all return, did they? Um, we didn't see everyone. Like we didn't. We got see, Beth. We got Joe. We didn't get Jamie, who was with Chris. The oh, hot yeah. That's, <laughs> that's too bad. She's busy washing her hands, probably. Honestly, I forgot all these people. Like I just forgot them. I forgot about Beth, yeah. which is sad because I did not forget about Rusty. <laughs> I'm not forget about Rusty. I've never forgotten about Rusty. <laughs> um, Obviously, the stuff with Melissa and Bryce comes up, and Big has just some great quotes. Like, mm-hmm. Melissa has kaleidoscope eyes for Bryce. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, we know that her definitions of words are different to the conventional definition. <laughs> she's said that before, just like time. So she means like tunnel vision, but then she's mixed that with a Beatles song, <laughs> I suspect. <laughs> So Melissa has sort of like fly eyes. <laughs> she's got fly eyes and with lots of lovely coloured bits in them. Seeing everything all at once. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, guess what? There's a rumour going around that Bryce has a girlfriend on the outside. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Samantha, I love this about like Sam being the Canberra spy. Yeah. Who's been out and about the, at, the, at the bars and bumped into Jason, who we saw last week. Not Alana's Jason, but Bryce's bestie Jason. Who just told her everything about the girl that's waiting for him and that they even had organised to meet up and go to the rugby. Rugby game. He was trying to get out to go to the rugby. And the gifts. And And I think somehow the gift was related to the rugby somehow because there was a bit later on where they were like, that's where that's how, you know, that's where the gift thing comes in because of the rugby. I think maybe he was, I don't know, going to send her. Couldn't couldn't make Mm. the rugby, but here's a prezi. Don't know. Anyway, I think that... um, I think that no one has any evidence in that Bryce is innocent. <laughs> Do you reckon? You think no. this is like a, making a murderer? He's such a bad liar. <laughs> he's so bad at lying. He, yeah, he's um, he's like in the jinx. He's just like burping. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> his way through. Totally. And just has a tantrum every time it's brought up. Like yeah. that makes you look 
more chill and more innocent. Can we just briefly speak about what Rusty's been doing while all this has been happening? So Samantha's used her time out of the maths experiment to do some hard out, you know, spy work. Mm -hmm. Rusty has been cooking steaks, Mm -hmm. T-bones, bought a smoker, Mm -hmm. been eating cow wrapped in cow, Mm -hmm. not even had a potato. No. Why would you? Why would you? Just meet meet all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jordan Peterson. Um, Yum, though. I really, you know what? If I was able to meet one reality star date of my choice, I'd be like, I'm going to Rusty's for a motherfucking barbecue. Right. I think it's not a bit, I mean, rather that than Jason's weird, like, E. coli spaghetti. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another fun thing that Beck said was, I know there's dirty water between Samantha and Kogo. (laughs) Dirty water. Where have they been swimming, I what ask you? What is going on there? <laughs> that was, what did you say about the undies last week? The dirty undies. <laughs> the oh, dirty gosh. undies that Belinda got. <laughs> also, oh, while this was happening, worry. so there was like the drama at the boys' night. Yep. So Sam, bleach blonde Sam, mm. arrived um, wearing peace print converse. Did you notice that? I didn't but notice. He came for war. He <laughs> certainly <laughs> did. And um, him and Bryce like kicked off almost immediately. Sam said... Um, he sort of asked me, he's like, oh, it sounds like there's a lot of drama around you. Have you ever thought about having a look in the mirror and asking yourself why? And then Bryce on this weird cell phone was like, every morning I've even broken a few with my gonzo nose. <laughs> Great retort, I have to say. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bryce, I mean, you know, Bryce is obviously an A-grade asshat, but also such great television. If it wasn't for it being at the expense of Melissa's, like, Entire life and reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just enjoy him completely. Mm-hmm. The fiery, like, you've carried yourself like a cockhead. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't heard that for a while. I don't think I've ever heard that. Through uh, this whole experiment. Yeah. And then he stormed off again. I don't, he's been so much storming off. I mean, he makes NASA look mm. like an amateur with the storm offs. Totally. He's There's always like, ready to go. like five or six storm offs. I and think so. The worst bit is he like comes back most of yeah. the time. <laughs> he gets halfway through taking the mic off and then he's like, oh no. Or Johnny comes out. Johnny, I like Johnny chasing after him and being like, he's like, just take a deep breath, bro. Go home. Have, have a, a bath. bath. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why Johnny would be a great producer on this show because you know how much they like getting them in baths. Yeah. He's already on board. Johnny, can, he really knows how to talk down a situation as well. He really um, does. That's not a saying, but that's just uh, call yeah. me Beck. He's chlorine in the dirty water. Uh, or call me Casper because I'm going ghost. <laughs> Coco. It wasn't enough Coco. No. It was all very just bite-sized Coco. Because they needed to get to the revelation, right? And Coco kept kind of upsetting. Sam really wanted to reveal the information about the girl on the outside. Sam revealed her name, which got beeped out to us as the audience. Uh I know what it is, though. It's all over the internet. Can you say it? And then we'll beep it? Yeah, it's... I lip-read that, too, on the show, by the way. Did you? Yeah, and then I went on the internet and confirmed my suspicions. Amazing. Um, I was none the wiser. The last time they beeped, it was because someone said hand job. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe that's hand job. <laughs> Terrible name to give a child. Terrible name. Uh, Bryce and Melissa were a no-show at the dinner party because of all the everything that kicked off mm-hmm. at the boys and girls' night. I'm just rolling into the... Is okay. that right? Yes, 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 yes. Nothing else really happened at the at the girls' and boys' nights. No, just Melissa got very upset and said, oh, yeah. I'm the biggest fool, and went and stood kind of on her own on a balcony, and it was very upsetting to watch. That wasn't the worst thing. Didn't you just know that She's she gonna was going to go back to Bryce and back. he was going to... So it's not true, it's just rumours, I don't know. Oh, of, from Sam of all people. Mm-hmm. Oh, from that person of all people. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you going to believe these seven different accounts of the same story from people who are unconnected? <laughs> You're going to believe these screenshots and these <laughs> certificates and these fingerprints, <laughs> officer? <laughs> Can we get a check on that? <laughs> it's deep cut, by the way. And he does say, whenever she brings it up, he lashes out in this way where he's like, I'm just going to leave. I've yep. copped this the whole yep. time. Yep. In a way that is obviously a horrible thing to say to the woman you are married to on the Who experiment. has abandonment issues, abandonment issues. It's just a very bad way of handling it. I did like her pyjamas <laughs> in this scene, though. I will say that. Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I clocked that too. And a pair of jandies with the, with the jammies. Jandies with the jammies. Yeah. And Bryce stormed off actually again in this, in this conversation. And he was wearing tiny board shorts. <laughs> 
I didn't notice the tiny board shorts, but I did clock the sides of his thigh, <laughs> which I feel like there's a, a relation there, a relationship uh, between the tiny board shorts and the size of thighs. Couldn't be sustained. I did an investigation once, which you, we should actually republish for Australia Week, about why the men on maths wear yes. board shorts and beards. Yes. And there were some rude revelations, put mm. it that way. Mm. When they got to the dinner party, as I mentioned, Melissa and Bryce are a no-show, but they're still uh, the number one talked about topic over the dinner table. And Belinda referring to the situation about uh, Sam, girl Sam, getting um, their inside info and how she she got it from Jason on the outside. <laughs> I love the inside-outside oh, thing. Jason on the outside. And I love that um, the girl that we shall just – let's just pretend her name is Handjob. <laughs> I love that she's a main character in this show without ever intending to be, in never being in it. It's amazing. She is like – honestly, she's had more airtime than probably 60% of the rest of the cast. She's like the um, – oh, no. Is there an analogy? Like something on Lost? Like the Wizard of Oz. You know what I mean? Like mm. the smoke monster or the polar bear or something like that, where it's like you talk, you hear them talk about it, but you don't see it for ages. Are you asking Jonathan, he's about to say, I never watched Lost? I've never watched Lost. <laughs> there you go. <gasps> I was thinking about rewatching Lost. Anyway, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. So let's get on to Belinda's outfit. You mentioned it. It was one her sister wore when her sister was 13. <laughs> and now, 20 years later, Belinda's had sex, got confidence, and now she's wearing this. <laughs> Circus act outfit. This child's leotard. This gives me a new theory, by the way, on Belinda's fashion. I don't think she makes her own clothes. I think her mum does. Yeah. Stage kids. Yes. Costume box. Chasing the dream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite an outfit. I mean, I still think that the white outfit that she wore was equally as um, eye-popping. It was, but that was getting closer to, I think... Trends right. of today. Whereas I don't think this pink velour thing, I mean, she can pull off anything, but and not put for on me. anything. Not for me. Not for me. I mean, Patrick wanted to pull it off. Patrick. He was like, if she keeps wearing those 80s, 90s outfits, I might have to say I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of like, I don't think love should hinge on velour jumpsuit. I mean, why not? <laughs> People fall in love over worse things. True. Okay. Um, when Melissa and Bryce, before they came along to the, well, didn't come along to the dinner party, she asked him, she had a map about the girl. He says that she's the girl from Tinder from before the experiment. And Melissa's like, well, she says that she's still waiting for you. News to me. News to me. News yeah. to me. Like, it's just <laughs> absolutely shuts shit down. Um, then he has a cry. Oh, then he had the big they cry. He had the big cry. Which, and he was sort of sobbing and saying, I just want to go home. And she. Instead of taking that as like kind of, oh, he's having this giant emotional outpouring because he knows he's been cornered and he's clearly like, holy shit, it's over. She goes, what did she say? This is just a testament to their relationship. Yeah. He like, feels so much emotion. Yeah. He wants to leave. <laughs> he wants to leave because he knows he's going to get snapped big time at the dinner party. Mm. So they come to, I guess, a happy compromise in which they don't go to this dinner party, but they stay in the experiment for that one more day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The experts opened the dinner party by saying, our couples have been here for two months. And I was like, oh, my God. That means we've also been here for two months watching this show. Feels like it. Feels like I don't remember a time before Bryce. No, I don't remember a time. <laughs> I don't remember a time before Bryce either. Uh, and yet here we are. And I, I know it's, there's going to be a big maths-shaped hole in my, well, my viewing schedule in the mm. very least. Thankfully, the Daily Mail will just keep delivering... The drama until the, the next drama season. beyond the show. Yeah, they're already casting for the next season, so sign up. Uh, anyway, how did you feel about the server guy, the the ladies and gentlemen? The dinner is served. The blondini. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen him before. He was unique. He was very angry looking. Do you think they just were like, well, "This is the last dinner party. We've got to have some. We've just got, got to push it through. Got get, to bring in the blondini yeah. from the outside. Yeah, <laughs> get the kitchen hand. He's got a lovely accent." Um, now, this is where things get confusing. Okay, so they, they're all having a good time. Then Bryce and Melissa come up again, and someone says, why don't we call Sam? Mm-hmm. And Beck's like, I've got her number, but I don't have my if my phone with me. And George is like, well, I'm going to go get a phone. And she obviously goes and gets production's phone, mm. comes back. And then what does – I'm sorry, does Beck know Sam's number off off by heart? 
I don't know. It's an interesting question to think about them being friends because I don't feel like we, we ever saw them doing that. Is it a ring through Instagram? Is it an Instagram call? Is I it a Facebook know. messenger call? I mean, I assume that the, the production staff had the number. And so mm. I just don't think it was probably as organic as it looked. I thought it was Georgia's phone because it was hot pink and glittery. Yeah, maybe. Did she have it in her, in her bag? She had it in her purse. But then again, where'd they get the fucking number from? You know? I don't know. It's hard to get people's numbers these days. <sighs> it really is. I don't know anyone's numbers except for my mum's and my own. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it was a great call, and I also loved how they did the really cheeky tease to make it look like who they were ringing was the girl on the outside. <laughs> I don't know if we can keep saying I can't that. say that. I'm sorry. Take, beep it every time. <laughs> beep it every time. So they rang Sam, and um, it was all very shocking, and, they, and Sam's friend was there in the room who had been at the bar, so there was, like, another person yeah. that could corroborate the story again. Everyone was freaking out. Jason, you know, this was the final straw for Jason. He said, I really want to hear the evidence myself firsthand. Mm-hmm. I need this. I'm a serious investigative journalist. And when he heard it, he was doing the most furious pinochle I have ever seen. <laughs> he was just sitting there like, oh, my God. Because as he said, you know, he nearly... Broke up with Alana yeah. over this. His yeah. friendship with Bryce was so important to him and his loyalty that he was going to sacrifice his own relationship. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that was interesting about this call was um, that Sam said Bryce had been doing damage control and ringing around everyone. All of Canberra. Yeah. Canberra phone tree. And just saying, don't say anything, shut your mouths. <laughs> um, don't know if... Bryce and Jason on the outside are going to be such great friends after all this, mm. by the way. Don't know if Bryce is going to have a regional radio job after this. Oh, he might have one in the big smoke if, he's, uh, if, if he plays his cards right. That was the whole plan, right? To further his career. He's definitely going to have a podcast. <laughs> definitely going to have Well, that's the end of the real pod. Thanks very much. It was uh, <laughs> lovely having you all these years. <laughs> um, so then when the, the old honesty boxes come out... Uh, I mean, oh no, there were some really bad ones. There were some really just bad ones. Georgia and Liam. Let's just disaster. let's just not worry about Jason Alana or Johnny and Kerry. I mean, it's not that they were in- insignificant, but they just weren't as uh, revealing as Georgia and Liam. Holy shit! So I don't I don't quite know what the question was that prompted it, but the revelation was just like Liam again being brutally honest in the worst way in front of everybody, saying that he doesn't think Georgia will fit in with her wider social group, that they won't accept her, hands down, no, they're not used to the loud and the pink, as he said. Yeah, he doesn't love the glamour side of Georgia. So the question was, do you think your network would accept me, your mm. network of friends and family? And he straight up said... No, like just very loud, (laughs) instant no. Um, And then (laughs) Kerry came in and was like, "That's like I'm going to stick up for for Georgia. She's an amazing person. Mm. Your friends are idiots if they don't accept her and you need to be looking at your friendships rather than your relationship. Mm. And he's like, well, am I going to break up with you because they hate you? No. (laughs) Like, does it? Now they hate her. Yeah, like, yeah. This is where he's, it's escalated. He's, it's just crazy. And even in the moment where they were like one good thing and one um, bad thing about me, I think was the question at the very beginning. Even when he said the good thing about her, he was like, you're so lovely and kind and warm-hearted and accepting of people, even if they don't accept you. Like, mm. it was still a neg. Like, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't help but say people don't accept you. It's it was terribly very bad. And she was crying. Yeah. Like burst into tears, sobbing at the table. I mean, big respect to Kerry in this moment. I think she was She was fantastic. amazing. Yeah. She, she was, was just like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And you could see it in her face, like she was properly riled up, but mm. she didn't get out of control. Um, also, I thought it was really interesting that he did the thing where he tried to get the room involved and say, well... You guys wouldn't accept Georgia when you first met her, would you? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they were like, we love Georgia. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's really struggling with the pink, I think. He's I think it's like mostly what his problem is. I think Liam Lowkey has benefited from a lot of other people soaking up the villainy of this show. Like, I think there's some stuff. Mm. There's clearly some stuff because it doesn't just come out in an outburst like that that mm-hmm. we probably would have seen had Bryce not been soaking up so much airtime and and others. But I did not like him at all after this. I didn't like him at all from weeks ago when he mm. he joined in with Beck on trying to um, use Melissa 
I've spoken about it heaps mm-hmm. when they kind of got tried to get Melissa to, um, they kind of used her to annoy Bryce. That's right. That's right. And that was the moment that he went down in my opinion. Mm. My opinion also turned, well, has been turning on Patrick, you know, for the last few weeks. Yes, shit me too. Blah, blah, blah. But I really didn't like when they had like an open question from the honesty box. And that was the moment he decided to ask Belinda if he, if she loved him. Wait, what? Yeah. That's what she said. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jane. I know. <laughs> what? What? Uh, and she said not yet, which is totally fair enough. But she was crying as well. Like, yeah. Don't ask someone the obvious. But also, if you were Patrick and you wanted to know that someone loves you, that's not the that's no. not to find out that beautiful sentiment. No, it's not. Um. There's, there's times and ways of telling someone that you love them for the first time, and that ain't it. I mean, she was wearing the right jumpsuit for it. I mean, he just couldn't help himself. <laughs> <laughs> also interesting that they had a conversation about having sex later that night before, like, they pl- they've planned their sex for mm. after dinner, mm. uh, which I thought was, it's just very unique to them. Uh, yeah. The couple that John, John Aiken calls the awkward, gawky couple. <laughs> He's uh, an expert. Yeah. Beck and uh, Jake, obviously, I mean, it's a hot mess. She mm-hmm. thinks she's more committed to the relationship, which is the most... Aside from Bryce, laughable thing that I've heard on the show. Mm-hmm. And she's such a jerk about how, like, he's like, how do you feel about me? She talks around in circles. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I don't know how I feel about you because your walls are up so high and it's hard to form a connection. Uh, and you like me more than I like you. And I'm behind because you keep pushing me away. Like, she reflects it all back onto him. It's incredible. It's, it's so insanely unself-aware. Uh-huh. And then she did the thing again, where she's like, time is a flat circle, oh man, where he was like, are we together in three months? And she said, no. And then he was like, wait, like, you know, that you're basically saying it's over. And she's like, no, it's just that I'm so present that I just cherish every single moment and I don't think about the future. Mm, I, don't, I don't quite buy it. <laughs> We've been talking so long. Talking so long. Okay, anyway, that is The Real Pod. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your flatmates. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah, I think that'll that's do. Everything. Thanks, Jonathan, for recording. Thank you, Sam, for coming in and telling us about pop stars. And thank you, Cornies, for listening. And other people who are not Cornies. And if you don't know what Cornies are, I can't be bothered to explain it. Tune in next week and I'll reveal all. Bye. <laughs>